What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Classic Quest Podcast. This is the show where we break down hip-hop albums track by track, looking for classics albums such as Scarface's Mr. Scarface is Back. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. I'm your lady fan, Pony. And yeah, like I said today, we'll be going through every song on Scarface's uh, album, Mr. Scarface is Back, straight out Mm -hmm. from 1991. Sometimes we'll look at new albums. Sometimes we'll dig through the crates a little bit. And today we're going back. This episode, just in case Scarface watches this, was purchased (laughs) in full by DJ Crystal Clear and was highly requested with fiscal force. Why do I say this? One time, Scarface was not thrilled we made a reaction video, and he, mm-hmm. he told Bonnie, he to don't like me. Stay in her lane. Stay like, in oh, her okay, lane. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Fair. And uh, I, I, that was a missed opportunity, though. Here's a lesson: if Scarface says something, ask Scarface for a like, conversation. Hey. Don't be like me yeah. and make a shitty comment because he was running for office. So I responded with, "Well, rapper turned politician." <laughs> and I was like, "So fuck." It was a little ironic to me, but then I thought that was not the right choice. I should have been like, "Why don't we have an interview conversation?" And that could have been a greater moment for life. But instead, I was a shithead and I wasted a great opportunity when Scarface was interacting with us, even if it wasn't positive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and he's entitled to his opinion, so yeah, and, I, and it is his—it's his work. So totally like, get, I get it. it, and that's why we didn't touch Scarface one time until today, <laughs> and honestly, might not review Scarface By again. Request. At all after this moment, unless Scarface literally watches this and goes, "Okay, you can touch my work." I'm not. We're not going to touch him again because it's like if an artist is like, "Don't do it," it's kind of like whatever. But then if DJ Crystal Clear wants us to, that's what's up. But he didn't like. He didn't like my like breakdown, which is fair. It wasn't my greatest breakdown I've ever done. Um, and you know whatever. Like I get that, but you know I think that um, you know he might appreciate you know the work that we've put into reviewing this album. Yeah. Um, if not, we're here doing it anyway. Shout out Scarface fans. Right. We with you. We fucks with Scarface. <laughs> well, I mean, I fucks with Scarface. That's the thing is I'm a pretty big fan of Scarface's work, actually. Like, I heard the diary and it was like, damn, that's an album album. Like, it was like we praised the shit out of the diary. Then we did that video and then that happened. It was like, okay, I'll see how it is. Which is, again, wildly not my most mature reaction to life. But here we are. <laughs> And honestly, I do like Scarface's work a lot coming into this. So just saying Scarface, anytime I see his name, it's like you know you're going to get this like consistent, strong presence on a track. The kind of boss shit I really fuck with. And um, I don't know that I've ever gone that far back in time to like listen to his older work outside of some of the Ghetto Boy songs I heard. So for me, it was kind of like, I don't know, a damn song on this album. Let's get it, but I was just expecting it to be quality music because it's Scarface. That was my only presumption going into it. How about you, Bunny? Um, I I didn't know any of the album. Uh, I didn't know this album. I didn't know anything on this album. Um, yeah. So this came out October first, nineteen ninety one. Um, and this is Scarface. And then, as the the cover of the album says, of the Ghetto Boys. Uh, Mr. Scarface is back and you know I guess he was gone and now he's back um, do you want to talk about the cover it's so busy it's so 1991 like yes everything I've ever learned about graphic design tells me this is a bad cover but I really like it I really like this it, cover it, so much it has such personality just his face yeah. giving you the mean mug there's guns around yeah. it's fucking wild it's like Yo, this is a bad cover, but we don't give a fuck because we're fucking this and this Mr. Scarface is back. What you going to do about it? It's almost like it plays into the aesthetic of the attitude being like the purple. You can't even fucking read the purple font. It's literally not even. It's not so great. (laughs) Anyway, I really like this project cover. I mean, like I really enjoy it Uh, as much as it's like not a well-designed thing from any design principles. Like I said, the personality oozes out of it. And it really gives this yeah. presence of not just Mr. Scarface being back, but this this whole wave of, yo, this ain't my life. This is some different shit we're going to get into with Mr. Scarface. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it's just like a bunch of guys like around a table and like they're 
like scooping up like cocaine. I wasn't sure at first if it was crack or cocaine, but I feel like as we learn in the album and, you know, just from listening to the album that it was a cocaine. Um, and then there's stacks of money, but like you said, most notably it's, uh, or noticeably it's uh, most of the guys are just like, you know, holding big guns at each other. And it basically fe- feels very like dangerous and chaotic, but it's also like very expressive, like you've said. So can I just yeah. point out uh, that this dude over here, I don't know if you can see it. Looks uh, he just he just reminds me of an Abe Lincoln hat. Okay, just reminds me of that with the beard and shit. I don't know if that's just me seeing things, but it gives me a presidential feel while he's like scooped in to like grab up whatever. Just throwing it out there. Um, I don't know if that really is meaningful. It was just a holdy observation. Um, what do you think of uh, on the title? She's back. He was there. He's back. That's it. Came through with the Ghetto Boys. Now he's back. Or he had other work. Right. I don't know his full discography. I could Google it, but we cool. Uh, but ultimately, I feel like it's you know him popping through and, and letting you know that Mr. Scarface is going to stay as much as being back. Like you can't get rid of him, and here he is. Right. Um, I want to say about the cover and the title. It's it's pretty strong, but doesn't give me a lot to think about. It's just in your face bluntness. On that note. I think we could take some time and get to know Mr. Scarface. Yo, that sounds a doozy of an album opener with fucking six minutes of Scarface storytelling. Um, yep. Doozy. But what do you feel about this one, your lady friend Bonnie? Um, I, I like the beginning of it. I like the, the itsy bitsy spider like like lines or whatever. I thought that was like kind of like cute and funny and playful. Um. I find like right away like that he has uh, like a similar sound to like Ice Cube. Like, I don't know if that's like okay or not to say if he's gonna be mad if I say that, but yeah. Um, and he sounds very much like of the town ta- of the times, like very like early nineties. Um, I like the beat um, and basically it's about, you know, the things that he gets up to in South Park, uh, Houston and Texas. Uh, you know, so he's selling drugs, specifically cocaine, and he's involved with some violence. And he's just telling, um, you know, a story about shooting someone and then, you know, sh- you know, guns get shot and, you know, that's what's happening. And then him and his gang go to war against like these other guys that were trying to come at them. And then he talks about like banging some chick. Um, but then like some like, other guy pulls up and like tries to shoot him like while he's still like having sex with her and then like cops show up but you know cops ain't nothing to him and it's just like this kind of like wild story of like his life and like these are you know the normal things and it's just like interesting that there's kind of like this like playful like itsy bitsy spider beginning to this song and then like all of this like hard-hitting like violence aggression sex you know like whatever um so i mean it's good i gave it a 4.5 on five like i feel like i I don't encounter so much of like this storytelling element in like modern hip-hop i guess like i don't know like like this kind of like the way that he's telling a story like it's not so common um anymore and I always enjoy it, so you know it's fun. Um, so it's nice to hear. And that's that's it. Yeah, this is a super interesting song to me. I mean, like if you have never heard Scarface before, this is one hell of an introduction to him, right? Uh, first, you get like the like you said the itsy bitsy spider thing, but even then, it's like fiends are coming through to steal his rocks, pulls the guns out, and then you know he kills all the fiends and he goes back up again. And in a sense, that's like actually the plot of this song in a sense kind of just summarized right at the beginning then you got the crazy cool sample and the way they lace it with the word cocaine is just musically really nice it just kind of fits like an extra element that just i found awesome as you go through the verses he has this like constant flow to his storytelling where because his descriptive nature is so vivid and shit it's like nah it doesn't have to do this complexity thing it's like you really can just almost close your eyes and he makes it extremely easy for you to visualize and picture this 
in your head. Now, I'm not the most imaginative person. Apparently, Bonnie be seeing all kinds of worlds in her head. I'm not really seeing life like that. So, like, when you, like, hear this song, it's, like, really just well articulated. But what he's also going, it's, like, he's just pointing out how he comes through the streets and navigates this entire universe he is and as he's you know progressing fame there's a lot of people who want to be him and emulate the lifestyle that he's been living um one of the lines that just struck me in the first verse was absolutely but this ass ain't made for no caps homie this ass says exit only and i'm like fair man and then i was thinking about this song and as he's talking about how like they just know his face and like everyone knows and he's like okay with knowing brad and his face and that was like cool nobody could get you because that it was 1991 and it wasn't like fucking social media and everybody knows everything and facial recognition can just clip yeah. you like that so it was like this wild idea of the times where you could almost be like this cowboy-esque figure in the middle like the scarface figure and it's like cool because That's like cool, yeah technology just doesn't create the paradigm of today um, I like the whole story that comes through in the second verse because, you know, he presents like the first verse like I'm back. I'm here. I'm successful now. Let's go check out the block. See what's up. Then in the second verse, he goes back to where he was and, you know, he starts doing his thing. And the new people that have taken over it just aren't at the same caliber. They seem to be shorting people, etc., which brings them back to Scarface with his more better business practices and wisdom and stuff, which is why they come and shoot at him. Then, you know, Jay Prince comes through, and I like the little shout-out of each of the people from the Ghetto Boys, you know, Will, uh, Willie, Will's there, fuck, Willie mm -hmm. D. And uh, then, you know, Bush, uh, Bill there has his yep. little fucking... Um, Bushwick little like line too about the different gums they come through and I was like cool man it's like Scarface but his peeps coming through just owning the spot and then mm -hmm. honestly I just wasn't even expecting that fourth verse right because it just like takes you in a whole different direction where now it's like yo some girl came through apparently the last bitch got her head blown off as a callback to another girl in another track where she dies in a as similar circumstance and then he's like cool he's pounding her and he's just doing his thing and it's like man on top of all that scarface be like down to fuck and i feel like it's like this complete package of a person and usually like you don't get it all in the same song like that right usually Almost each of these topics would be like their own unique song. But nah, he's just giving yes. you everything. He's he's then just, in the middle of, of fucking her. It's like this setup plays out. But then this girl hides and in he the closet. And he says like that she, his dick is still in her or something. And it's like then she pops up the closet. It's like I'm not going to be like the last chick fucking saves his ass. And then he's running and the cops see him and shit. And he's like, yeah, they know my name. They even know I'm Brad. But just call me Mr. Scarface. And that's the end of it. And I'm like, damn. I grew up in the era of cameras on your phone. It was not the same. Um, oh, no, we didn't grow up with Well, by that, the time I'm like, a teenager, yeah, absolutely. I guess. There were shitty, fuzzy pictures, but, yo, there was, like, Motorola flip phones by 2002. So, yeah, like, I guess. Like, I mean, there just weren't a lot of kids that, like, had, like, cell phones, like, at least in my high school yet. Yeah, I kind of, by the end of high school, everyone did at the beginning less so. But still, I really like this song. Yeah. It is kind of long, and you got. I feel like it does feel like of the times, but the production is ridiculous. They add story elements to the production, like the fucking, that kind of comes like right out of porno sounding, or the gunshots, or the different things. And the groove of the beat is just really so well done that like it doesn't get boring after six minutes of listening to this song. And Scarface is just just the way he throws those little lines like this ass is exit only into the middle of it adds this humor and this personality where it's like as much as he's Mr. Scary Scarface owning town, you still feel like he's like this actual person that gets down and is fun to be around at the end of the day. And it's this interesting mix that I feel like explains why he got rich and shit. And it's it's really well done and it's really entertaining to listen to. Like I've heard this song what, five times now, easy and I don't find it boring. I feel like it's like you just get immersed into the the ridiculous, grandiose nature of his life. And it's so interesting. And then you consider it's like, damn, that's got to be like based on what the man's is going through and stuff. So like he's yep. pulling from his life. And then you like take that step back. And it's like a really interesting window into this universe that is nothing like my life at all. Uh, this is a four and a half on five. It's a really strong song. Um yeah. You, I'm not saying with the full caveat that you got to want to listen to 1991 storytelling rap songs, but it's hot for that genre, like that whole thing. It's it's really hot. I mean, yeah, I liked it a lot. Uh, 
I guess we can go on to talk about the pimp. The pimp. So yeah, what do you think about the pimp? This is just a sex song. That's all this one is. Um, so he's getting a blowjob, and then he sleeps with her. He puts it in her ass. Um, he's the pimp. He's kind of like, I don't know. It sounds kind of like old school sex soundy kind of like porn kind of music like but mixed in with like some like griminess um and like his voice is smooth on this one so it's obviously like the the sex voice i'm gonna seduce you um so he doesn't love any girl he also makes that clear he just wants his dick sucked like that's it um you know and some butt sex but his butt is a no-go so yeah um you know makes girls scream he busts on boobs and you know that that's you know it's just that's what it is and just keeps talking about that um you know he does talk about you know wearing a condom and i appreciate that because i mean that was like this was still around like the time when like aids was like blowing up so yeah i mean i gave this one a four on five like it's like a good sex song if that's what you're into but not something that i would go back to but like I obviously see why some people would like it. So if you're into it, so enjoy. I don't know. That's hilarious. You? I thought <laughs> this song caught me like as left field as I could possibly get after track one. And yeah. <laughs> arguably It's a weird second song, I feel here's like. Here's the thing. We've gone through a lot of albums. I don't think I've heard a lot of songs where I believe that he has sex exactly as he describes. Like, mm-hmm. I really believe that, like, he's like, nah, that one, like, down, one, like, up shit. I'm like, nah, that's that's straight up. Like, this guy actually has sex. What I mean is, like, a lot of times rappers be rapping about sex, and it sounds like, honestly, to me, the virgin dudes writing fantasy porn on their, like, whatever. It doesn't ever really sound like sex I've had in my life or, like, realistic right. desires or shit. This just feels like a guy being, like, laying it down. Like, women... This is what it is. Fuck me. <laughs> and I'm like, big respect. He's like not. And he's so slow on it. Like, it's just so calm. It's just so controlled. Like, his flow is ridiculous because he goes, like, all kinds of places and speeds with his flow. But, like, it honestly yeah. at first sounds like it's a different rapper. Like, you honestly you don't even feel yes. like it's, like, the same person. And you're like, Tam, that is a level. His voice is a little transformative. But I think that's kind of cool. Like, it's next level to me. Mm-hmm. And then. He just, like, went all in. Like, th- I mean, I know Too Short and them be doing shit like that. But, like, I feel like he really went, like, all in on this one. And a lot of descriptive shit where I'm like, all things considered, he's spitting game that I relate to. Like, you know what? When he describes, like, lick the cum off the dick, it's like, yeah, that is a good move. It's, it's, a, it's a good suggestion. And then, like, yeah. the fact that he just keeps, like, tearing it up and shit, you know, to the rubber smoking, like you said. And then leaves people with, it, it's, it feels like he really puts the work in and shit. And it's really, like, some porn shit going on in his mind. And he just brings that to the table. And I'm like, you know what? This is, like, unapologetically just what the fuck he wants to do in bed. And that's pretty amazing to see because most people don't really present that shit like this. Most people be talking some wild like, oh, I heard another rapper say it. Nah, this is just him being like, this the fucking sex I want. I don't give a fuck. And then that line where he's like fucking, oh, I can't find it right now, but he sticks it in the ass or whatever and he calls it this kind of sex. Or yo, um, I, yeah, I had to get a little dookie loving. Yeah, that's right. Butt fucking. I really love that shit. And he, call, he, no, he calls it like. What does he say? Something like he's fucking shit or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like that one too is fucking good. And these little bars. Um, yeah. Yo, get it in the ass, bitch. This what I call fucking shit. And it's like, you know what? Those are actually just really well-written bars. And like how often do you really hear a man going on about his desire to pump an ass? Like you don't hear it a lot. And like he, he also like, like when the girl's there, she's like, uh, don't hurt me. And he's like, well, loosen it up then. Like He's like, this is what it's going to be. It's, it reminds yeah. me a little bit of Bad Santa and how those girls were like, every yes. time you fuck me in the ass, it hurts for a week. And I'm like, Scarface make it sound like he really do it. He really be doing it like that. So I respected that. I respected his game. He gets what he wants. But the thing is, is Scarface knows what he wants, I think. How many men really know what they want? 
You know, they, they all act like they do. Nah, Scarface knows exactly what the fuck you are. He's a four and a half on five, two. Because he's a pimp. It's again, it's the personality, it's the energy. But also, I felt like I don't often get hit with songs where I'm like, shit, I have not heard like a song that gave me this kind of energy in a very, very long time. So a lot of props to this one. Is it one that like I think a lot of people today would like? Nah, but you could justify maybe the outro is a little harsh but like most of this song just feels like a man telling you what he wants and i respect that about this track anyhow i guess we can move on to born killer all right how do you feel about born killer um this one has like some pretty great like energy and like i like the beat um again like i'm like i think also too like it was um like it was feeling very like NWA Ice Cube kind of, and I also feel like maybe like Fuck the Police was like mixed in with the beat, um, or it sounded very similar. Um, so he's uh, a born killer. Don't fuck with him. He's you know talking about that. Um, he does talk about that he's depressed um, and that he's you know kind of been fucked by the system and like this is you know I think you know as tough and whatever as he sounds like he is also kind of going through like you know not happy times um you know people are hungry everybody's trying to make money and then he like just like robs a bank (laughs) and then some security guard tries something with him or like tries to like report him not report him but like you know play the hero um and then he kind of shoots him and it's just like half him like discussing his life and then half him telling like this like bank robbery story so it's interesting like the way that like you know this is like the second song that we've kind of encountered where it's like a little disjointed in terms of like what it's talking about but it's interesting that he kind of like pulls everything into like his songs so it's it's interesting um and yeah, so it's good. And it definitely feels like classic hip hop, like this song for sure. So I give this one a 4.4 4 on 5. Yeah, that beat is really like really upbeat and funky. It makes you kind of want to move. And then those lyrics are really dark and heavy and really make you want to like think. Um, the first verse is really strong. He comes through and you get this sense to me of like, you don't fuck with me. <laughs> like, I'm really not that guy. Like you, you may think yeah. I'm that guy. You can go fuck with other people if you want, but do not fuck with me. And I, I just, like, I feel like he just wants people to deal direct with him and, like, treat him with the respect, you know? And I can respect that. And if you don't, there yep. seem to be consequences. But what really got me was in the second verse because he's really talking about a lot of shit where, you know, like, he's born without a heart. He's like, says, if I don't love me, how the fuck am I love you? And I was like, damn. That's like the shit people be saying in memes now. You have to learn to love yourself before you can love other people. That's some like, you know. No, 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 not in memes. It can't. I mean, it was very inspired. I mean, it's very part of the culture um, because RuPaul says it all the time. That's great. I still see it in memes. So go RuPaul, <laughs> I guess. Um, that's right. You guessed it. I'm legally insane, marked manic depressive. I'm taking all types of medication to keep me out the mood of premeditating. You know, the longer I'm alone, it's worse. I'm having thoughts of killing me, but I'm killing you first. Like, do you see what he's saying in there? He's, like, got some mental health issues. He's feeling suicidal. The isolation of his life is making him feel these kind of rage and a desire to, like, lash out at at certain things. The psychiatrist and other people aren't there to really help it. And it's like, yo, a little snapshot's really heavy, right? Because it's probably heavy true about a lot of people especially in these covid times where literally you're seeing a bunch of shit like that play out in real life due to the isolation of things and if people feel alone and unable to connect and unable to find love it creates a lot of situations so again it's like yes there's this storytelling and it's really vivid but then it's also like this other psychological evaluation of things where this candid stream of consciousness vibe to it mixed in with the storytelling takes it to almost the next level with it where again it i'm not saying i haven't heard people do it like that before but i feel like scarface does it with a level of excellence that really hits you you know now i'm living where i can because i'm homeless like you know that's a that's a harsh line to come in like that's a vibe of where you're at i can't eat i can't go to my mama's house because she's starving too like these are circumstances that are really like damn 
like really heavy. And then it's like, yeah, so now maybe there's crimes or things going to happen, but it's like nobody has food. Nobody has anywhere to live. You know, what are you actually going to do with this situation? And I, I just thought it was really cool. Plus, it's like the idea of doing bad, going bad. He has like the idea that kind of ties into a song later on. Anyway, overall, I think this is really deep and heavy. And his delivery is completely different than the other two. It's more spastic and upbeat than the more smoother, calmer tones we've had. But that spastic upbeatness, it feels like this frantic nature of somebody that's trying to struggle with the emotions of being a born killer, even though they don't want to be, even though it's like, what, you think you have a choice here? This is what happened to me. I'm not your average dealer. I'm a born killer. It's like, it's like layers to it type of thing. I really enjoyed this one. I gave it like a 4.75 because it really hit me in the deepness. It's really well done. And it's also that juxtaposition of like the upbeat, happy, almost sounding beat with the complex, deep lyrics and like how he just laces like active storytelling into psychological analysis. That's some fire shit right there. You know, that's not a simple thing to replicate or do. Um, I respect that a lot. Um, I think there was a music video to this one, so we fucked up, and Chris wasn't here to tell me to watch it. But if not, whatever. We'll <laughs> catch the next one that has a video. Um, anyway, yeah. Murder by Reason of Insanity is next. All right. How are you feeling about Murder by Reason of Insanity? So I like, like, the wind sound. Like, it reminds me of, like, a, I don't know, Rudolph or something. Like, it's the same sort of, like, old-school wind sound from, like, old school Christmas shows. I don't know. That's what it reminded me of. But like this one has a super funky beat. Um, and he's basically saying that he's like not scared of using his gun that he's always carrying and that him and his boys ain't scared of p- killing people. Um, and he murders people and pleas insanity. Um, and he was born with a grudge and he's not scared of dying, which is why he can be, you know, super dangerous and gangster about his life um you know and then he just it's just like a wild story about like shooting up guys and if you like try to like mess with him or his like coke dealing situation game or whatever um he'll destroy you because like if somebody tries to like take him out and you know just take him away from like selling his drugs then if he can't do it then nobody's going to be able to do it and so he'll just destroy or you know his people will destroy everybody as well um and you know he looks the guy in the eye right before he shoots him so he's like not scared of doing it like right to your face and killing you um like you know point blank or whatever what's it yeah point blank um and it's good it's another story about him and his like gangsterism ways so i give this one a 4.35 so like yeah i feel like right by this point you're getting a sense of a lot of this album is going to be this though the, the like storytelling elements and a very similar oh, yes. style of it with like it's almost like it's like he felt necessary to really convey the point that they're not afraid to respond and y'all gotta watch what you're saying which i mean people usually feel ways right so it, i don't know what the situation's like but i'm pretty sure like in the second verse you literally hear about like a betrayal of a guy who gets killed like i'm pretty sure it's like this guy's like kind of talking shit or whatever um or some something's happening and then this next guy gets betrayed by other people so it's like they have to go deal with it in the last verse because there's all these problems and situations on some tomfoolery as opposed to it being like why can't we all just do it proper you know that's mm-hmm. a bit of the sense i get from it and then in the third verse you know they run through and they follow up with it and i just love the way he just describes it you know like headed for the who shot my partner shot his father and then he's like i told you if you take mine i would take yours hands in the air fell to the floor please don't shoot scarface i looked him in the eye then i shot him in the face i'm like honestly like there was nothing else you really needed to say in that moment just that's hard i looked him in the eye then i shot him in the face with the tone of his voice and everything. You're just picturing it. And then the follow-up with the lesson. Dad said, always look a man in the eye before you kill him. You know? So it's like... It's like there's this almost integrity and, like, honor to the way that Scarface operates that I feel like he's conveying through these stories. Like, this is how you're supposed to maneuver. 
Whereas there's some tomfoolery he's witnessing that makes him feel the need to respond in such a way. It's pretty well yeah. put together, honestly. Um, I can't see myself like going back to this project and listening to it with all kinds of regularity because it's a very particular sound. But it's so well put together that I really, really enjoy it. And it's a 4.5 again. Like, it's really done. And I'm taking into account a little bit the times and everything. So I do believe there's better versions. But, like, inherently, all these songs individually are extremely well made with, like, nothing wrong with them. And they're engaging tracks that, like, you don't really want to stop listening to them in the middle of it. Anyhow, uh, the next track is called Your Ass. Your Ass Got Took. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah, Bunny. <laughs> how do you feel about this one? <clears throat> um, so it's another good one. Um, you know, he's just like, you know, talking about that he's like not, you know, scared of witnesses uh seeing his crimes. He doesn't care. He's gonna like do it in front of you. Um, and you know, he doesn't like the police. Um, and this is like another one that sounds like very early 90s because it is um you know and it just kind of more descriptions of like the wild situations he gets himself into and he's not going to act like a sucker and um he's not bothered by people getting cross getting caught in the crossfire because i guess it was your time to go then beach um and like you know he'll shoot you and it ain't no thing and like He's not really scared of much and he doesn't need to pay for any girls because he gets all the girls. Um, like, it's another good one. But like, I feel like, like, you know, this is like the fifth song. Like, I'm feeling like I'm, I'm going to want a little bit more variety. Like, it just, like, so far, like, that's like my only, like, complaint about the album is that it's like very much like the same sort of thing. Most, most songs. Um, but, I mean, it's his album. So, I give this one a 4.25 on 5. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying. But, like, it's one of those albums where, again, like, you're listening to this because there's that movie-esque storytelling feel to it. Like, But it's, like, all, like, the same story. But it's, it's like, the but same it's like, movie over and over again. But it's more like the album is one movie called Mr. Scarface is back. And each of these songs right. is, like, yes. looking at different elements of it, right? Like... In this song, it kind of starts off just showcasing the true tenacity of it. Like, yo, he be killing old people and all kinds of shit. Like, oh, if that Pushing old guy out fell out the wheelchair and can't get out the way, he dies too. Like, there's a yep. level of brutality and interesting and visualization to the way he does it. Like, I, it just hits really heavy. In the second verse, it's like, you know, the same kind of vibe he's coming through and it's just intensity, right? More people like, ah, don't fuck with me. I'm going to come back. But really, to me, it's the third verse where it just like flips up a whole bunch when he breaks down this girl situation and he manages to go to a play it down like, listen, bro, you can keep your girl. But what you don't know is when you go to bed, she's fucking me. When you give her for money for rent, she paying my bills. And he's like, check it. It's not so much that I absolutely need money because I'm already rich. But if she want to have sex with this dick, she's going to have to pay for it. And she he flipped game on that shit. That's actually pretty like remarkable, all things considered. Most people ain't be plenty <laughs> like that. If you listen to hip-hop now, it's like you brag about putting five racks on some pussy. And I'm kind of more like Scarface. It's a lot cooler to go the other way around, to be honest. Like, yo, if your dick is so magical that girls be paying your bills, bro, that's a flex. That's yeah. a flex, you know? like Only fans. <laughs> but, like, end of the day, I really like the storytelling way he approaches it and the bluntness of his delivery. Like, you, you just feel like every one of these things is, like, he's just remembering some shit that happened last week and he's just telling you about it like this. Or, But simultaneously, he's also laying down game. Like, pay respect. Don't be that little shithead. There are consequences to your action. Like, a thing I hear frequently from a certain group of people is x person talk shit like they didn't get punched in the face enough as a kid and if they was around where i'm at that would have happened more so all i'm saying is it feels like this is like an overall warning while also exemplifying the character of who he is and positioning himself as this figure that is mr scarface in the world it's really brilliantly multiple layers to like the communication he's doing on every song so it kind of at, at like a certain level sounds like okay yeah it's like 
kind of the same kind of track. But then when you really get into the nuances of every verse and what he's talking about, he manages to make it different in his choice of words, even if the delivery is very similar and the beats are similar. But it's also like, that's what it was back then, you know? Like, there weren't that many people in 91 that was, like, completely, you know, like, dropping out there. If you were on that lyrical tip, it was a lot more simple beats I find that exemplified your ability to storytell. And if you can storytell like this, like, yo, it really feels like a movie, you know? So I really fucks yeah. with this one again. It's another four and a half on five. It's It's like, and I'll be honest, the first time i listened to this project i was like fucking dj crystal clear what am i supposed to do with this shit but as i started listening to it more it really is one of those albums where there's layers to it that like you get rewarded for thinking about different parts of different verses and how they connect into the attitude and the persona anyhow let's talk about diary of a madman so how do you feel about diary of a madman so he is writing in his diary, in his diary, in his diary, and he's basically narrating what he's writing, and he's kind of like expressing himself and about how he's uh, him feeling depressed, um, thought things would get better, but they didn't. Um, he talks about the things that he's scared of. He, he brings up cancer, cancer, like which I guess is maybe like, you know, a lot of people were dying of cancer at that time, maybe maybe around him. I don't know. Um, but it is definitely a scary thing. And he is the madman. So he's writing the diary of a madman, um, you know, and he's writing about uh, shooting a guy. Um, and there was like this one particular guy, but he can't seem to get past um, having done that and like kind of like forgiving himself for it or like getting, you know, just moving on from that moment. And, um, you know, and he understands like the, the pain that like he inflicted on this person's family and like loved ones. Um, but at the same time, he's a killer by nature. And so like, that's kind of what he has to do, but he just he can't seem to get past this one person that he killed. Um, and he's just kind of questioning his like inner thoughts and how things are so messed up. And he has nobody to talk to about uh, everything that he's going through except for his diary which you know kind of sucks um but at least he's like getting it out and then at the same time he's like using it like therapeutically through his art like through his music and I think that's kind of the smart cool thing to do um so I get this one a 4.5 on five it's a good one but it is like kind of sad um even though it sounds like kind of like tough and gangster and whatever not not maybe not a gangster but you know what I mean like it's it has like a an upbeat kind of sound to it but it's another one where it's kind of about like his sadness and you know kind of the things that he's scared of and like his concerns about life and how he has nobody to talk to so I think that that's kind of interesting I guess so in other words they gave you a completely new song with a very different series of subject matter different from the last eh, ones we've it's not had. that it's not that different because it still is about like shooting I'm, people i'm, I'm sorry it's way deeper <laughs> than yes. that that's like to me like it, this one is deep i'm sorry but like to be like it's about shooting people and stuff the entire first verse is like yo i'm, I'm not like, saying it's just the about entire that, first just... verse is about like being almost like he has a drinking problem. He's like trying to communicate to his father and it's like he ignores him, right? Do you hear that part? He ignores him because he's drinking too much, even though he's losing it and he can't handle it. So he's consuming shit, which he's described on the other songs. Like to me, it's like the placement of this is like, let's look into some of the whys and consequences of the life I have, right? So yes. it's like, it adds this whole layer of complexity that takes it deeper. It's like, this is special as a collection of work compared to like other versions of this where you don't really get like the, oh, I shot somebody, but that shit really haunts me all this time later. And even though I've numbed myself and it gets easier to kill people and shit like that, it's like the fact that like sometimes I get these flashbacks to the situation even still. And it's like, it just feels so like what, like it, you know what it is? It feels like with all that we know about psychology and shit today, like it feels like it's really as complex as he's describing it. And he's tapping into like this honest emotion that is 
like he went through some shit and he's just showing you the full picture of being in this position. Like it isn't just glory and dopeness. It isn't just like we sell dope and fuck hoes. It's like, yeah, I also lie awake at night haunted by my thoughts and I can't fucking talk to anybody and I feel lonely and shit. Sometimes I question my sanity. So it's like, arguably, I don't really feel there's like a lot of shooting happening in this song. I feel like if anything, it's more him lying at bed, writing into his thing, pulling from the deep darkness of his soul, trying to express it because nobody's there to listen to it. I mean, mm-hmm. I would I would just like, you know, like it's really, really not like the other songs on this album a little bit. Like, yes, it's like him still. And maybe some yes. of the, the 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 universe is the same, but this is like a hella different. Like wow, that's like a really deep hit me in the feels. Like it makes it look way more complicated. My wife walked yeah. off. Now I'm living in my diary. What a painful way to end it. I had a job, but they fired me. Like it's like you can't even do good. You know, like he was trying to escape whatever, but he couldn't even. Um, yo, DJ Crystal Clear, just go on my Patreon since you said that. Just do it on Patreon, bro. I get more money out of that. Anyhow, um, basically, uh, yeah, so I, I digress. I really like this song. I think it really hits proper. I think it's really incredible. I'd say it's pretty 4.75-y. Like, it's hard for me to say, like, I'd want to go throw this on all the time. But, like, this is one of those songs that takes the album and really makes it stand out as a more complex, deep piece of collection of music. But also its placement on the project, right? Like, you've got this introduction in the first five songs that contextualize who he is. And then you get, like, what also happens when you're like this. And then what? You just move right into, like, back to the norm. It's just you you can't even dwell on your thoughts because life is just going too fast. So you move on to body snatchers. All right, Bonnie, how do you feel about this one? He's uh, going to shoot you. Uh, which, I mean, at this point, I was kind of like, oh, he doesn't have to remind us on every song. Like, you know, but I get it. It's his, uh, it's the thing that he does. Um, he shoots someone and then he has like the cops running after him. No, you're not going to make it easy for Scarface to not be staying in Laney about this <laughs> shit. You're, you're not making our case like, easy here if he watches this shit. It's going to be like, man. <laughs> like, I still enjoy it. Like, it's not bad. Like, it's just kind of like, all right, you know, more of the same. Um, you know, then he gets like his friends to join him and like they shoot like these guys. I don't know. Uh, more murder, cops around, they don't like um, you know, that's it. Uh, you can explain more, but uh, I gave this one a 4.2 on 5. Like, it was good, but, like, at this point, I was kind of like, all right. Man, it's like a movie, though. Same. So now we've moved yes, past. Yes, yes, yes. So think but you, I have probably... to, you have to, like, put your brain into movie mode and be like, okay, so the plot had the dark scene. He's by himself. Now he's out yes. there. And you get the sense of, like, yo. The first verse is cool. I have a lot to say. He's just quietly doing his thing. You know, you can see that life is going on. And then uh, you get verse two where I love the way this starts. Many claim to be a gangster, but that gangster ain't a gangster. The gangster is a prankster. Yeah, prankster is how I rank you. And the way he says it so upbeat and fast, A, it's brilliant, right? Because, yo, when I look, honesty is important, but framing is also important. Sometimes we can be honest, but like, you know, frame it in ways that might not get us p- stay in your laney. <laughs> um, but like, when I look at that like beginning part, I'm like, yo, he just says rhymes gangsta with gangsta with gangsta with gangsta, and I watch a whole lot of old people make fun of young people for doing that, and I'm like, well, Scarface did it, and it's fire. So mm-hmm. y'all old heads maybe don't know your shit like that. Um, cause yeah. from, but it's also really dope writing, and I also like the fact that he's pointing out right after the last song where he like almost adds this extra element to what it is to be real and the consequences of it. So when he sees certain things, he can identify what's missing, and so a prankster's how I rank you. At the sight of blood, you hold your stomach, then you're running, and then he kind of goes in and it's like there's a difference between you and me again and then because of the way he does his shit and he laughs at the situation it's not even like 
regular. It's like the judge will try to sentence me, but because he's so fucked up and he's so like whatever about it, he'd be like, nah, he's crazy. Let's send him to the shrink. And then it like flips into a story where because of the shrink, there's a whole situation that happens. And then he goes back in and he tells the fucking judge and the shrink to fuck off by the end, tying it back to the middle. Again, it's like this mix of like psychoanalysis and storytelling that creates this compelling movie where it's like he's narrating the context of the scene while delivering the scene at the same time and then yeah he brings in the ghetto boys and shit and everybody's down to just hold it down shoot the shot deal with the situation and it's like this reminder that you're not just dealing with him you're dealing with other people but like the fact that he like brings it into the like fictional judge situation and uses this as an example to exemplify the point he's overall trying to make is pretty fucking cool right it's pretty fucking cool anyway four and a half on five the beat's solid i'm not the best at describing beats unless there's really particular a lot of these beats kind of blend into that old school sample driven boom bappy goodness they all kind of dope. They all kind of homogenize a little bit to me. They still fire f- for what they is. The next one, I believe, though, does have a music video. So let's talk about money and the power. All right. What do you what do you think about money and the power? Well, he's got money and he's got the power. Um, so he's talking about he's come from South Park, Houston. Um, you know, he grew up in this like hard place. And, he, you know, that's where he comes from. As a teenager, he kind of got exposed to like a lot of like criminal activities and he got involved with selling drugs and now he's like a big time seller. And, um, you know, because of that, he gets like, you know, he's got money and, you know, he gets the ladies and he's got the power. So he's got all the, you know, quintessential things that, you know, anybody needs. And um, this is just like another like classic kind of a hip hop song. he lies to his family about like how he's making money. Like at first, I guess, you know, like when he was like, you know, still a teenager um, because, you know, he's saying like, you can't, you can't make the kind of money that he's making working at McDonald's. So like, you know, he's, he lies about that. Um, Yeah. It has like a a nice and easy flow. You know, he doesn't run. He's going to like keep fighting. He talks about that. He's sold a million records that he's kind of, you know, living it up. He's got like, all these good things going for him um it's like a catchy song it's like a bit like happier sounding than the others kind of like just like his success story um so i give this one a 4.4 on five i like it yeah i enjoyed the song a lot too and again it feels different and it's topically different from the other ones it kind of brings in a different focus so now that we've explored all the other topics it's like yo keep in mind what is the focus of all of what we're doing here we need money and with the money is the power and it just kind of lays in this other layer to it so he's boring he does all the hustling and, and in a sense yes he he is repeating the topics but again it's framing like we went through all this shit let me remind you who i am the kind of place i come from let me tell you but this is really laid in a more economic focus of it it's more like yeah we do this but here's the business side of it here's why we're doing it and then the mm-hmm. result of it is people be on your dick you get this shit you're not gonna fuck up because you got the money and the power like if you can afford to deal with shit get the lawyers etc etc you're in a really good position but then yep. there are the consequences to that life too like who raps about how like they mom asking questions and like whining about how they're getting the money and then you have to like make up shit like and then you see like in the music video they like hand out lottery tickets like yeah we won the lottery this week check it hey you know like it's trying to like figure out how to justify all this expensive shit that you can't really afford with some bullshit job that you're supposed to be having and then all of a sudden you're too rich for your own good um then you know etc but then once everybody's on board the same mama mama told me shoot first and ask questions later 600 bucks a motherfucking hour and i am falling short because i got money and the power like that's a crazy rate so it's like even though it maybe is what it is at the end of the day it's like if this is what we're gonna do do it right and i fucks with that still it's not chorus is such a bop it gets stuck in your head and the way in the music video it's all yeah. these random people that are saying it like money and the power it's just like it's a really good vibe to it and that video is blunt like it's starkly describing some shit 
And then, yeah, the third verse, I feel like there's this whole, like, setup situation. They got their house, and they're all nervous. But then it turns out the next man gets busted. But either way, if it was a bad situation for him, and even though it wasn't bad for him, they're cool because they got money and the power. And I feel like, again, right. movie-esque storytelling. And it's another layer to the overall how to be real with this shit. Make sure you get your money up. And so... The number of lessons that get embedded into the album are pretty powerful because of how he approaches it while every track maintaining that hard shit so people still kind of want to listen to it. It's pretty well done. Um, I like it a lot. I don't have more to say about it. It's got another uh, four and a half on five. And the next track is uh, P.D. Rollum. Boom. What do you think about Peter Roll? You start this one. I don't have much to say. Um, I mean, I feel like we're at the point where... Um, he's describing the same kind of shit that he has described at this point. I do feel this one is approaching similar subject matter, but also contextualizing the reality of the environment he's in. So you have the money and the power. We know the rules to the game, but then we find out there really is no rules. So it's like this tenacity that he brings forward with it. Um, he's basically willing to come through and he's from a place where you will get shot and situations will happen and then he really pushes it even though his last album went gold even though things like are doing well in his life in that regard it's like still this is a reality that's around him and then he describes in explicit detail how simple and clean it is for him to kill people when he's got to do it so it's like a whole second verse is like, I'm going to go shoot you and break it down. Real situational, fuck up your whole life type shit. And it's almost always in this context of you talk shit, there's a response. So it's not really yeah. an aggressor situation. It's more of a deal with the situation. But then he adds that extra layer in the third verse where everybody's now high and everybody's acting kind of different. And because everybody's high, everybody's like cracked out trying to get some situations out of it. So I really feel like it adds that extra layer of why, again, it needs to be there. So it's like the game isn't what it used to be. It's evolving in this new way because now there's all these fiends. And then it's like, yo, he tells the story of a guy who got taken out because he dealt with the situation. Somebody tried to rob him and he shot them all and he's doing time for that shit. But it's like, yeah, I feel like it really adds that layer of how drugs are impacting everything. Um Overall, it's a solid track, 4.25. I found myself a little bit feeling the burnout of all the songs at this point because there is a similarity to it. But that doesn't take away from this one. It just overall is a strong situation describing the violence and the reality that comes and almost justifying why you need the money and the power. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this one, you know, because, like, the beat is quite, like, siren -y. So it's about like kind of like being chased by the cops or whatever, or that there's always like this, you know, cops are always getting called and whatever. So it is just another song, like you said, uh, just about, you know, being hard about his life, um, about the things he gets up to, about, you know, avoiding the cops and, um, you know, not getting caught. And like, that's kind of what it is. And then he talks about, you know, his last record went gold. Um, so, you know, he's, even though he's like, you know, successful in music, he's like still successful in like drugs and in criminal activities. So like, there's still like, you know, he's still being like chased after. So, um, yeah, I mean, for me, like this one wasn't like my like favorite sound. Like, I don't know, like if I would just want to be listening to like three minutes and 45 seconds of like the sireny beat, um, but it's, it's like beat, cool, like, yeah, like it's still like a cool beat, but I just find it is kind of like annoying. But at the same time, it's it's not a bad song. It's it's good. So I give this one a four on five. Fair. I guess it just proves that you're a good girl gone bad. Facts. What do you feel about good girl gone bad? So he has found some cheap dope and uh like a hookup for it so you know he likes that um and like he's got the money but it definitely sounds kind of like it might be like a setup or something mm. and um and then like a guy leaving him without finishing like the drug deal is a girl gone bad and that's I where i was okay. like eh. good girl gone bad like a bitch he's calling him a bitch it's like okay I, got well, I didn't get that i was like that's 
how is that a good girl gone bad? Because it's Anyways. a guy. It's a juxtaposition oh. of your expectations. Okay. I didn't get it. So thanks for clarifying. Um, and then they go after him, but then they like try to like uh, like they like the other guy tries to like drive them off of like the highway, and then guns get pulled out, and you know they're all shooting at each other on the highway, and um, then some guy is in the other guy's trunk, and he like pops that open, and like he's just starts shooting in from like the trunk um and it's just sort of like highway hitman kind of situation um again for me like i was like huh uh this is not another example of a good girl gone bad either so i was just confused why this why he was calling it this um and he shoots the guy but like still has like respect enough to not do it in front of like his son but uh you know he, he you know he hides it from his like from his son or whatever. Uh, but now that other guy's son thinks that he is his father. Um, so like all of this is kind of interesting and I guess a story that may or may not have happened. Um, but for me, like, I just felt like the title or like the punchline or whatever, like didn't make sense. Like I was like waiting for like a good girl gone bad kind of story. And then like that never happened. So like, I get that it's a, I, it's you know, a classic you me, juxtaposition. Well, I don't know. I didn't get it. <laughs> so 4.1 on five for me, but like, it was still a good song, but I was like, Hey, like, why is this a good girl gone bad? Like this, that's nothing to do with any women. I'm confused, but because you know. it's bitch behavior, that's what he's saying. I guess don't be I like guess. that. Don't be like the guy who stole the money in the first verse. And it's like all three verses. It's like we're back into the full-on story mode, and you mm-hmm. can picture Scarface out there and them debating it. Like, hmm, yes, this deal's too good to be true. But I guess, I guess we could just rob or kill the people if the shit go foul. So like, let's take the risk because if it's good, it's a good thing. And in life. Most of your success is going to be correlated to the risk you take. I have to say, you know, they they go there, and then apparently there's a dope testing process. Now here's the thing: not a lot of people talk about testing out the dope in rap songs, so it's another little thing that gets brought in where you get like a little part of it. And if you see it in the movies, you can almost play see it playing out. And then the guy takes the money, fine, you know, he's given a little trust, and then he goes skirts off, and he's like, that got me real mad. Um, I think your lady friend Bonnie would like too short. Um, anyway, <laughs> then in the next verse, he's like sticking around would be dumb just in case some other shit goes on and he kind of goes out and it feels like he recollects in this thing and, you know, he gets ready and he's trying to find the guy pulled up beside him and, you know, he didn't get him, but whatever. We exited the freeways. He watched some crash shit goes on. There's a whole chase scene. I didn't get to describe it to y'all fully, but it's pretty fucking dope. Then in the third verse, it's like he comes through and he goes back to go after the the main guy. And it's like he fucking is like, yeah, I'm not going to kill him in front of the kid. But then at the end, he gets the kid. It's like, yeah, but you know what? I killed this dude. I may have lost some money or whatever, but I got me a new son, which in the bigger context feels like a worker. Feels like some shit. Like I pimped you so heavy that your son is calling me dad. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, damn, that's like a, that's a big one, you know? Um, yeah. I don't, like, I think it was Big Mike they went after because it was Big Mike. So they killed the dealer in yes. the second verse and Big Mike's whose son they got because Big Mike set up the situation and it was a bad deal. Right. Yes. And honestly, it's brilliantly done. It's a cool track. I'll give it another 4.5. And the way it ends is just like, who the fuck says that, you know? It's pretty strong. I like that. It was, it was like, it caught me off guard and I'm like okay anyway next track on the album is called a minute to pray and a second to die the way that this song ends with like the hey what's happening how you doing it's just such a again a juxtaposition of expectation of the yes. conventional use of it given the song but how do you feel about this one um i like the beat i thought it was really cool like like all of that um you know and just kind of talking about like a kid growing up in the hood and kind of just getting into bad things. Well, I'm assuming that he is the kid or he's telling the story of this kid. Um, and um, uh, he has a kid and, but he gets involved with drugs and violence and then ends up dead. So he won't be there to like raise this child that, you know, 
is around and is unfortunately like a common story, um, but still sad every time. And, you know, life is hard and just kind of dealing with like all of these like things that are happening. Um, and then talking about that, he, he knows that like the guy is dead, um, but like the ambulance pulls up and takes him away. And, um, but he was kind of like out of, like this guy who was shot was like out of the hospital uh, in a week and, um, you know, apparently not dead and was like right back into like dealing again and like getting into shenanigans. And then I think he ends up getting shot um, and just kind of talking about, you know, he gets shot again or again and he gets actually killed. And it's another black guy that's like dead and just kind of talking about all of that. Um, so it's another good story, you know, same sort of genre, um, but it's told well, and you know, it's a minute to a minute to pray and seconds to die. So um, yeah, I give this one a four point two one five. Yeah, I mean, this one again feels like more context to that environment. Like, I mean, it, I feel like this whole story is like Scarface watched it all kind of happen, right? Like. Or heard yes. through the streets what went down because it kind of alludes that he's like watching this and he saw like yeah. the shooting like, happen. It's not like him necessarily. He's considering what happens when you have this daughter and what's going to be told to her and all the things that kind of play out the consequences of that death. But then he survives. And in the second verse, when he survives, he goes on his rampage and he starts like he kills the mom and he kills his brother, like the guy who shot him, right? Like he goes and starts taking out the family. And this kind of alerts the the main target, the guy who shot him, what's up? Um and so when he gets there, he gets ambushed and then a bunch of people pour out the house. And it's also just like you're living in this environment where out of nowhere, 27 people can pour out of a house with guns willing to take you out. Like, you know, it's yeah. another one of those things where, you know, you don't hear a lot about it. I find in that level of detail, the way it's described like that. And it kind of adds more context to the whole everything and it's just kind of left it's like crazy because you pray you know you probably pray for like a minute so it takes that but it's just how life can just be ended in a second and it's like while talking about killing and all these different things it's almost again like reminding everyone of the consequences and the bigger reality and the cycles of violence and how it's it's almost like reporting more than it is anything else and i think it's really well done yeah. and it's a really cool how we can bring the whole um song together like that and, and just make it another big cohesive story um anyway i'm gonna give it another 4.5 it's a pretty strong one and then there's one left on the project and it's called i'm dead how do you feel about this one um this one has like another like kind of like fun beat to it um and so he's just kind of talking about um another murder that happened and then like slowly re realizing that like he's basically like a ghost. And um, so this is like kind of like a funny, weird, unique story. Like it's not really something you ever hear. Um, and he's just like kind of like going through the motions and like, you know, he tries like calling his mom, but like she can't hear him. And so he, she just hangs up and, you know, then sees his cousin, but like no response. And, um, you know, then he he's at like oh he looks in the mirror and he can't see himself so like it's very clear that you know it's it's a ghost of some sort um and that he's dead and then he's watching his his, his funeral and like him being buried um and that his his mom is like there and like kissing him on the head and you know like he's like really realizing like oh shit like i'm really dead like you know he's just kind of and that's it that's where the song ends like and it's it's not that long it's only two minutes and 27 seconds so um it's a creative ending i thought it was like interesting and unique and um yeah i gave it a 4.2 on five yeah this is like out there out there like in terms of create creative like stuff i mean Mm -hmm. it's like what happens if i was dead <laughs> what a song about it like and it feels like that like scene in um that what's that fucking book called um whatever where the dude looks at his own funeral and fakes his death or tom sawyer where he like fakes his death and but except uh -huh. this time it's like nah he actually just died right like and like he goes through the wall trying to take a shower and shit and he's like this is weird something's wrong i can't figure yeah. it out and then you just like watch the epiphany of coming to realization that you're actually just a ghost now and that's the whole song you're a ghost now yeah. 
And you're like, because I think it is also saying like, you know, it's just that fast, like one minute you're alive and the next second you're a ghost and like just kind of coming to terms with it. And then, yeah. And it feels like also just owning the mortality, like it could be you at any moment where you're dead. And I yep. think that's like, again, something just kind of worth remembering, given the content content of the rest of the project. I think it's great. It's a little fun ditty. I give it a 4.5. That's another great one. Um, and yeah, I guess that's the end of the project. So what do you think about the album as a whole? Um, overall, I gave it a 4.25 on 5, so an 85%. So it is a pretty good album. Like, it's not a bad album at all. And like, you know, for the most part, like all of the songs are like pretty good. And, um, you know, it definitely has like that classic hip hop sound and, you know, kind of talking about like classic hip hop uh, you know, situations and, you know, life and, you know, kind of how, you know, life in like basically the ghetto and, you know, isn't so great. And that there's all these, you know, there's drug dealing and there's murder and there's police around and like everybody's kind of against him and, and, you know, and him and it's, you know, the ghetto boys, like all of them. Um, so it's interesting. And, he, and I like the, the storytelling element. I did find it obviously a, a little bit like, too much sometimes but like as like a whole project it makes sense it's obviously like cohesive in that sense so it's good i think it is definitely a, a classic uh hip-hop album yeah it's a great project um i think it's like one of those ones where again at a first listen you might relegate it to like oh this is just the same shit but not nah, it's not like every song kind of plays its purpose in creating this collective look at at living up to the name of the project being Mr. Scarface is back. It's like, this is him. Yeah. This is his return. And he's giving you a full, complete picture of who he is as he goes on about his life. But in the context of where he's at now, so he's letting you know he's successful, that he has the different complications, what his attitude is. And he does it while yeah. rapping in multiple tempos with multiple rhythmic styles. His use of pauses is incredible. He lines up every syllable perfectly. It's just really incredible rapping. He doesn't even need features. Mm -hmm. He can just do the whole thing. And he's thing. not necessarily... That's true. And like, I just wanted to say that he's not necessarily like glorifying this life. Like he's saying like, this is the life. It's dangerous. I have nobody to talk to. Nobody cares about me. I'm depressed. Like, you know, I can't get over certain things that I've done that I've seen. Like, you know, so it is kind of like touching on like the reality of like, you know, like I know like it probably at this time, you know, because of like NWA and whatever, like people were all like, oh, rap music is just glorifying this kind of like lifestyle, blah, blah, blah. But it's really not. It's like saying like, yeah, this all happens, but like it sucks. I mean, like, I, I feel like it's more like this is what it is and this is how I'm mm -hmm. trying to deal with it. And this is the best ways to operate. I feel like a lot and I'm, this might just be me not understanding it, but it often feels like in a, it's it's giving wisdom to people like here's how mm -hmm. you should move if you're gonna have to move in this world in this particular environment and i think he delivers that really eloquently across it with that classic sounding beats and yeah you're gonna want to have to listen to some early 90s hip-hop sounds but all things considered scarface is a brilliant poet and a brilliant storyteller and he really does a lot of work here to, to prove why he's one of the greatest and yes dj crystal clear i do get why it's one of your top albums like it's really yep. well done and to think that it goes on to just keep making more classics and shit after this is pretty proper um i really enjoyed yep. this so i guess that's it everyone thank y'all for uh watching this those of you that are here live with us at twitch.tv slash behind that suit it's super dope and those of you that are going to yep. watch this in the future um without the songs be like why are there no songs copyright law bro come to twitch with us and watch it sundays 12 p.m <laughs> est join us otherwise yeah we'll be putting them on the youtube and making sure everybody's out there and coming back once a week if you want us to do a particular album review patreon.com slash behind that suit such as dj crystal clear leveraging his bunny money fiscal powers over here to get us to do this one so we're super happy to mm -hmm. work like that um on that note make sure to like comment subscribe do all that good stuff and uh yeah it's been real fun everyone so y'all live long and prosper bye guys